Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. As it happens, we have uh, Stephen uh, Breen from Treaty Brewery here in Limerick on the line to chat to us about a couple of things. Uh, Good morning to you, Stephen. How are you? Good morning, Joe. How are you? How's it going? Good Good to see you back. Yeah, thanks. So what are your thoughts, Stephen, uh, at the start of this week about um, the scenario and what uh, the government is likely to say? Maybe even this evening now they're suggesting they might be able to tell uh, people what's going on. Well, obviously, Joe, the, the earlier the better. If you look at if you look at early time, and I, I like the industry at the moment is decimated. We're in the middle of June, at the end of June now, coming up to July. You know, it's it, this is the boom time of the of the of the year. So this is where we make our hay, where the Novembers and the Octobers are are, are the lower months. But if you look at just Treaty City, we have a five to six week lead time in to be able to produce beer. So from the day that we say, yeah, we want to have a Harris Pale Ale. We start and we brew the beer. It's a uh, four-week fermenting in package is a week. So that five-week lead time, if we we get a date of the 2nd or the 7th of July or the 12th of July, whatever it is, I come back four, four to five weeks from that and I produce my beer. Now, that's a large volume of beer on Childers Road. We produce 3,000 litres per batch, large volume. Um, So in order for us to fulfil our supply chain, we need at least two months, six weeks to two months kind of a head start. And what happens is when you do get this jumping in, and I, I get it, right? I mean, the Delta variant is very scary, and we haven't got, you know, we haven't got everyone in the population vaccinated. But what we do need is clarity, and it's 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 not so much as oh, you know, it's terrible, it's hard for us. This is causing businesses to go under. Mm. This is causing, you know, businesses that have been have been flourishing for twenty years, thirty years, and are just going, yeah, I can't, I, we can't do this, we can't sustain this anymore. That beer has to go in the bin, has to be dumped. We have to sustain the loss of that beer, and then we go under. So yeah, it's, um, it's very, very hard. Like. And someone making the point too, you know, the government are pushing very hard, saying, look, international travel will resume from the 19th of July, which technically could allow Irish people to travel to Benidorm or wherever it is yeah. and do whatever they like and avail of indoor hospitality. But at home, they possibly couldn't. We we look to be the strictest in Europe, and I, I I get it. Like you know, we have to keep we have to frame the conversation in the in the mindset that we are trying to save lives and we are trying to help the population. You know, it, it's it, it it needs to be framed in that aspect. But in general terms, we also need to know that we have to have an economy to open up to. And if people are flying out, you're right. If they're flying out of the country, and maybe they're being exposed to something outside of the country and coming back in, you know, it that, that all adds to that. So I I feel we're we're I wouldn't say unduly being penalised, but definitely definitely. The, the, the industry itself has been kind of singled out and I, I, I'd agree with the earlier comments. I, I think we need to get clarity as to where and when we can open it. And when the date is there, we need to work to that date. That, that right. can't keep changing. But the only point being, and as I say, I made my way up and down the Wild Atlantic Way yeah. last week and normally it is the start of the really busy period and it's just the lack of foreign accents, the lack of British accents, Europeans, yeah. Americans, all of those things that you would expect. And frankly, not a massive number, and I understand schools and stuff, you know, it'll probably happen more from this week on, uh, of Irish people either. And you just look at these businesses and you know that this is it for them. You know, July, yeah. August, yeah. possibly into September. One question is, if they do have to delay... Will they have to do something up to and including maybe an extra bank holiday at the end of September to try and extend the season? 
I think so. I think, and it, like, if you think about those businesses, it's easy to think about, you know, a business in terms of like a multinational and, you know, there, there's faces, there's names, there's families, there's children, there's livelihoods behind each of those businesses. Um, and, you know, it, when you put one of those businesses or two or three of those businesses out of it, you know, that affects a huge swath of a family. It's, you know, it's very, very hard. So we have to kind of focus those comments or those, those, those ideas and those, those, those dates on, okay, who are we really hurting here? You know, the, the big guys are going to survive. You know, it's, it, these are really small businesses. And as you say yourself, there is no foreign accents coming up now. And I see it myself, right? We're open in Nicholas Street now for just outside. And, it, it, you know, I see it is definitely the local trade and it's a brilliant and I'm, and I'm delighted with it in fairness. But in general terms, there isn't, there, there's, there's no international tra- travellers coming down there, mm. which, you know, this is our peak time. This oh, is when Shannon is full. This is when yeah. I, I'm doing, you know, 100 coffees a day to the Americans, you know, and this, you know, so it, it's well, very and this, this is what keeps this industry going through yeah. the tougher winter months. There's no question. This yeah, period yeah. of time, you know, it's, it's, it, ma- it's massive for you guys. Even if you look at Tom and Park and you mentioned Conor Murray there, fair play, can tip our hat another line. It's fantastic. But if you you mentioned Tom and Park there, or the, the Munster team, so like, it, that, that's really all that kind of sustains those September, October, November months, right? December is a good month, and in January through the beginning of March, right, or the end of March when 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 Paddy's days are kind mm-hmm. of kick off season. So you have five to six months there that are absolutely extremely hard. You're talking about, you know, three to four times less revenue coming in uh, than in a, in a summer month. So it, these are crucial months for small businesses. Really, really critical. Absolutely right. We're chatting to Stephen Cunneen of Treaty Brewery and uh, Fran is on the line. So is Karen. You're both very welcome and good morning uh, to both of you. And we just want to talk about the pub owner across the water who banned kids in her pub because they caused havoc on Father's Day. She said they ruined everyone else's lunch. So what about child-free pubs? What do you think, Fran? Um, good morning. Uh, I don't know about child-free pubs in, in general. I think it's kind of, you know, you can't exclude children from, from one part of the, of the, of, the, of socialising. But, um, you know, I do have to say that I, I was never, you know, I was never brought to pubs as a child. Well, I was for dinner and stuff, but in terms of, like, my parents socialising, I was never brought to pubs. Um, and I know some of my friends kind of have memories of spending Saturday nights just sitting down at, at tables and pubs and just waiting for their parents and stuff. And I don't know if, it, if it's, you know, a nice way to kind of grow up, really. Um, in terms of banning them completely, I don't know if that would be a, a good idea. But um, I certainly think that, you know, it's not a it's not an ideal place for, for children to be spending time, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think across the water, the whole Sunday lunch experience seems to be a big one in pubs, doesn't it? You know, it's not that it doesn't happen here, but it, it's a, a long-term tradition over there. But uh, speaking to the local media, the owner of this particular pub said... These children in a particular group were jumping up and down on chairs, literally screeching. As she says herself, it was the kind of noise that goes straight through you. (laughs) We all know what that's like. Uh, We were packed because it was Father's Day. The parents did nothing to stop them, even after I'd a polite word with them. It ruined everyone else's lunch. I had to move one table away from them because the noise was unbearable. The kids were just feral. And she said, as a result, she had to put a note up on her Facebook page to say, sorry, no more bookings with children, uh, particularly on uh, Sundays. Uh, Karen, uh, you're a mum yourself. Do you think it's a bit harsh? Morning, Joe. Thanks very much for having me on. You're welcome. Um, Joe, I suppose, look, yes, I do think it's harsh. And I don't think that we can make public policy based on 
the experiences of one place. But just to say a couple of things about this. First of all, if you're if you're talking about restricting access to children, then we know that the bulk of care work is done by women. So if you restrict access to public spaces for children, you're also restricting access to women. So that is a huge piece. The second piece I, I would like to say is that we're coming out of 15 months of of extreme stress, and I suppose this is this is me saying this with my psychotherapy hat on. Um, what we really need to be doing is we need to be opening up and reimagining public spaces. And I really want to, to say um, just about Treaty City and, and Stephen, um, what they're doing there, I just think is the most wonderful thing because the Nicholas Street traders and Stephen in, in Treaty City, they're working together to create and collaborating with local businesses to create family-friendly open environments and I believe that the crew in Mother Max and High Street and Denmark Street are doing the same where all the traders are working together and I think going forward what we need to be doing is instead of uh, having divisions and subdivisions about who can go where and what and when and all the rest of it what we really need to do to come out of this COVID time is reimagine public spaces to be more inclusive community spaces Um, and I think that is extremely important. It's it's interesting because you know we were having a a sideline conversation some parents uh, on Saturday and I'm sure all the great wisdom is in the sideline conversations of people we know and and there was talk about well what what would you do in this scenario and somebody was mentioning you know look there are places and there are you know coffee shops and the like who just don't allow kids and uh, as parents of young children, most of us, we were kind of going, oh, I don't know about that. But then there was a bit of a light bulb moment halfway through the conversation and people were going, well, if you reorganised yourself a little bit, could you maybe manage it? And, you know, it was it was interesting to see the development of thinking along it. See, I, I suppose, and I, I mean, I, I understand, um, I think what we really need to do is, is look at the broader context. Um, during covid people who were just about getting by through a kind of a patchwork of care things, they really sunk during COVID because they were extremely isolated from all of the supports. So the full burden fell on them. And we know from report after report that the burden disproportionately impacted women. So I don't think that we can talk about people reorganising themselves in a way that's that's fair um, because who do, who are the people who have to reorganise themselves? Mostly women. That's that's where the burden falls. And that's desperately unfair. And I think going forward, I mean, pre-COVID, as I understand it, pubs around the country and indeed uh, England and Europe were closing down. So the COVID has been catastrophic. And I cannot imagine the stresses that the people in the hospitality industry are, are under. I just can't begin to imagine, um, exactly as Stephen um, outlined there. But I think that going forward, if we're going to address any of the issues that have come out during the COVID time, we have to start really reimagining public spaces. And we have to address the, the drinking culture, which we have long acknowledged in Ireland is hugely problematic. Mm. By opening up these spaces, to family, community, inclusive, safe spaces. Then what we're doing is we're starting, we're at the start of that conversation. Right, okay. We're turning to Karen Sugru, uh, Fran Watkins with us as well, Stephen Breen there from Treaty City Brewery. Um, so Stephen, a, a lot of people will remember growing up of a certain age, maybe more in rural areas, but, but in areas in town as well, where the pub in afternoon time at the weekends was just part of growing up. You know, 
people coming along for a couple of hours. And we're not talking about 11 o'clock at night here, we're talking about earlier in the day. But organising all of that in the in the modern world, the fact that obviously alcohol goes alongside soft drinks and food and anything else that you're having. I mean, how do you see it? I, I, like, I agree with what Karen is saying there. I think we definitely need to reimagine how we use these spaces and how we interact socially. Um, uh, like, I'll give you an example. And Karen mentioned uh, uh, Mother Max there. It's Sunday, for Father's Day, my, my wife took me down to Mother Max and we booked a table. Uh, at the door, we met the, the owner. We were escorted down with two children. I have a six-year-old and a, a, a six-year-old, a ten-year-old. And we were escorted down to our, our booth and we had three drinks. Or I had three drinks and we got some chips in the, in the lo- or, uh, across the road and brought them down to the table. So we were in and out in an hour. Um, I think it was good to see for the children to see me interacting in my, uh, me and my wife interacting with in a social setting. Now, I don't agree with children running around at 11 o'clock and screaming their head off. I think that's a, a parenting issue rather than a, than a we need to keep kids out of the pubs and it's kind of a, a baby out with the bathwater. But I, I, I definitely, like, I agree, like what you were saying about the pubs being the hub of in the afternoon on a Saturday uh, uh, in the olden days, I, I think that that should come back. And like the food element is definitely one element, but the social element to, for children to see how parents conduct themselves in in a social environment, I think it's very important. Yeah, and of course, on the basis too, that we haven't seen very much of anything happening indoors in pubs yeah. for 18 months now. So we'll see how all that develops. And as you say, maybe an opportunity to rethink and reimagine and um, get the balance right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Stephen Conneen from Treaty City Brewery. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you too to Karen Sugru and to Fran Watkins. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.